I got nothing but love for you, baby. I got nothing but love for you, darling. I got nothing but love. Oh, my bad. I thought, because I saw the title. All right, anyway. So, this week's episode is called Nothing But Love. And it has everything to do with everything. I think love is normally at the center of almost everything we do. A wise man once told me that. But, that's neither here nor there. Coming to you in a couple short seconds is this week's episode, Nothing But Love, by Get Live With The Crew. Yo, brother man, brother man. Yeah. What's good? What's good? What's up? Nothing, man. In the words of you, just living my best life. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying. Um, listen, Mo. What? What's good? What's good? We've been we've been best friends since what, like pre 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 kindergarten, right? That's what they call it, pre kindergarten. They call it right before kindergarten. Word. Right, right. The the that thing. Um. Yeah, 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 yeah. We we've had our fair share of disagreements and um disputes. Right, right, right. You follow me so far. You follow me so far. Um, and. I feel like it's not what's going on in Golden State, like, at all. I feel like their issues are a little bit deeper than the ones you and I share. I feel like um, Sir Draymond, <laughs> and, uh, I think he overstepped in his boundaries just a little bit, just a wee bit, you know, I think, I think he was out of line, but I don't know. What do you, what do you think happened with that? Nah, that's not what happened at all. <laughs> I think, I, you know what? I think this is like, it's a complete non-issue now. <laughs> like, like no joke. But like, this is the way I see it. Is anything that happens this season in Golden State is relatively a wash unless they don't win the championship. Like, if you're going to tell me that this altercation is going to lead to Golden State not winning a championship at the end of the season, or at the end of the season, you point back <laughs> To this altercation, right, 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 right. I'm gonna say you, you, you're bugging. You know what I mean? And then you know, me and you. I mean, Draymond and KD ain't me and you. You know what I mean? Draymond and KD barely right, saw right, eye to right. eye before they got together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Before before they became teammates. So I don't know. Like it's like just in my opinion, <laughs> KD was leaving anyway. So there's really it's not like like it's not like Draymond was just like yo man like what's good you leaving or you staying right. like, KD was leaving anyway so like <laughs> like that did, that's not gonna have any like the fact that this altercation happened I don't think it's going to have any bearing on the final outcome because if they were you know completely amicable the right right thing is the fact that Golden State actually suspended Draymond a, a game like I think that's I think that's the the biggest thing that came out of this whole scenario. I think mm. I think nothing else changes for the Warriors other than the fact that Draymond got suspended a game for you know. But what, that's what? just it. Look look at how, I think I I want to say it's um how he got suspended. Like he got suspended for essentially pressing the best player on his team. Mm. Now, granted, I think it was more so he got suspended for the manner in which he did it and what he said and all yeah, that good yeah. stuff. But I think. That had more to do with it than anything, but I do will say um, you're right. You're absolutely right. I that's think what I'm saying, it, bro. it's not something that's going to end the world for the yeah. Warriors. It's, like, it's just 
it's like you know everyone sees a happy home you know and they're low-key jealous of it a little bit you know what i'm saying so when the happy home has their big fallout you're like what what happened meanwhile inside you're like yes 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 they're human (laughs) yes That's a super fact, but I, yeah, I think that's really more of what it is. People are trying to make a bigger deal out of the situation just because they thought that Golden State was a much more cohesive unit just because they play cohesively on the court. Right. But yeah, I think like, I think the Draymond Green perspective is, is just funny because they said what he did was kind of detrimental to the team, but many analysts have pointed it out that that's Draymond. Draymond is always coming at people's necks. So he's always detrimental to the team. <laughs> Draymond, Draymond has cursed out Steve Kerr in the locker room before and told him he was gonna knock him out. And he didn't get he didn't get suspended a game for that. <laughs> well, well, Steve Kerr ain't the best player on the team. Exactly, but but you get what I'm, he's the coach. You know what I mean? So that's conduct detrimental to the team if you're gonna talk about the aspect in which he did it. But I think right, it's right. really I think it's really what he said. Him being like, "Yo, you're not really a part of this team because you're leaving next season." And the and the I think the higher ups were really like, "Yo, don't be saying that to KD, man. We need him what, to win this why, championship." Why, yeah, why leaves. would you say that? They're like, like now you just trying to rile him up so that he doesn't help us win this championship before he leaves. <laughs> That's really what they meant by conduct detrimental to the team. They're like, "Yo, if right. it comes down to a last second shot and you two are beefing in, in the in the finals or in the playoffs, we we can't have this." Being the what's stemming all that pro, all those problems. So we right. we need this aspect nipped in the bud right now, so that later on when we need you to pass the ball to KD in clutch time, you pass the ball to KD in clutch time. <laughs> but that that's what pissed me off a little bit. And and me, listen, I'm all for feeding the hot man in all scenarios. Like if someone's hot, let them have the first crack at the game in a shot. Oh, but yeah. one, this is millions on the line. Two, this is this is um how can I put it? This is pumpkin pie and sweet potato pie. Kevin Durant is sweet potato pie. Draymond Green is pumpkin pie. If I have a choice as to what I want to end my Thanksgiving with, I'm going with sweet potato pie always. Like this sweet potato pie is the best nah, one of all nah, time. Nah, 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 nah. You, you are hundred percent wrong on that. One. Okay. What are you talking about? Look, 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 look. Kevin Durant is sweet potato pie. Yes, but pumpkin pie in this situation was Clay Thompson. Draymond Green was collard greens. <laughs> he, he don't finish the game with collard greens. <laughs> like, that's all I know. He's like, he's like, like yeah, hit I'm the last 13 points to get them into the spot to take the game-winning shot. And Draymond, I'm, 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 hold on, hold on, let me get my Stephen A. Smith. Draymond, and Draymond Green is going to. He you gonna tell me? You gonna tell me? You gonna tell me Draymond Green is going go 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 right past the best player in in the game right now? Kevin Durant and and another thing I can't believe you Max Kellerman I can't Max? believe you're sitting here touching inside with this team Kevin Durant that's a bad man Draymond Green that's a that's a different type of man he ain't a bad man but Kevin Durant that's a bad man but listen though yeah. with all of our Stephen A. impersonations being what they are uh, which is true they're very accurate they're, they're relatively um, accurate. Right, you you don't drive past a Hall of Fame um, score, top top five scores of all time. Bro, practically, this, this, um, I think the funny thing, like people said that Draymond stole the rebound from Kevin Durant. Which, if you want to say that, yeah, he stole the he stole the rebound. But it's the way that Draymond was like, nah, I'm putting the team on my back right now. Like you, like you said, he passes Kevin Durant, who obviously deserved the shot, but he passes two players who are going to go down as the best distance shooters to ever play the game. To yeah, ever yeah, it almost, it almost, 
Like, it almost sounds like you're surprised. Well, didn't you know that that was the smart play? You know, it's it's too obvious to pass it to one of the best scorers of the basketball. That's what he, you know, that's that's what he was trying to catch up with the okie doke. He thought he was yeah, okay. And he got okie doke driving <laughs> through two people. Played himself. Congratulations. My man, my man drove through two people and thought he had a. I listen, Draymond. I'm all for being, you know, standing your ground as a man, as a leader of the team, letting, you know, KD know that this is your team. But he's been there for two years now, so I feel yeah. like um, I, I think he gets it. I, I don't, yeah. I don't think, I don't think he was trying to, you know, show you up by saying give me the ball, but he just knows. Yeah. Yeah. Push come to shove, I'm the I'm best scorer in the NBA right now. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> give me the ball. Give me the ball. Give, give me. Yeah. The, I think the ball. I, I think Draymond is tired of playing second fiddle. To somebody who she doesn't play with the amount of heart that fiddle. he does, I think that's really fifth true. fiddle, fifth fiddle, whatever, whatever fiddle. Look, <laughs> this man is in the back of the orchestra, okay? <laughs> he getting mad at the conductor. That nigga, <laughs> my man, my man is over here tinging the triangle in the back. That's, that's what he's happens. doing. Because if you think about it, like there's absolutely no reason for him to get upset with Kevin Durant in that situation. Yeah, you know what I mean? Emotional. Yeah, he, right. yeah, he's emotional. But even even further than that, like coming back into the huddle and KD being like, yo, why did you pass me the ball? There's no reason to attack Kevin Durant directly because you drill, dribbled the ball down the court and lost your dribble. Like, that's, right. that's essentially what happened. Like, if he had came down court, got up a decent shot. It would have been fine. It might have been. been it it wouldn't have been fine, but it, it would have went over a, a little better. I think he was just upset with himself. He was like, yeah, I'm about to get this shot. And he overthought it. Tripped on his own damn feet. Fell. <laughs> he was like, damn, I'm clumsy. I'm an idiot. I just embarrassed myself in front of millions of people. And then KD came up and he's like, yeah, why'd you throw me the ball? And that set him up. <laughs> Yo, like, like, not, like, he didn't even get the shot off. My man fell into a turnover. Like, he fell. fell into a turnover. Didn't even, he couldn't even pass out of the turnover. Like, he lost the ball exactly. so badly. He didn't have a chance to collect to try and help the team preserve the possession. He gave the ball away entirely. I think that's really what upset him. He's like, he's like, that's, this is my team, and I still can't help them as much as this man can. I mean, I know it wasn't in NBA Finals, but that's how he—that's essentially what he get for making fun of Jr. in the last minute blunder. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 what it was. Like, nah, nah. it's not as bad. Don't get me wrong. I was gonna say it's definitely not as, not as bad. Not as bad, but it is, you know, just a form of like, listen, bro. Now you know, stupid things happen. But I think stupid I think it'll. I think it's just gonna blow over, bro. Like, like there's there's certain people who are saying, oh yeah, KD doesn't forget anything. KD's gonna remember this when it comes time to leave, when it comes time to make his decision. And I'm like, yes, that's very true. He is gonna remember this. But at the same time, this isn't gonna be at the top of the list of the things. Where he's like, that's why I'm like. <laughs> people said they saw him say like, that's why I'm gone. But he has already. You can see he already made his decision. He's leaving. He just has oh, yeah. more more pros to leaving. <laughs> like that's really all it exactly. is. Exactly. Exactly. He literally just uh, not ultimately followed the exact blueprint of LeBron, but, you know, LeBron went to a team that gave him a better chance to win, did what he had to do, and then went to a team where he could, you know, build a legacy, a.k.a. Yeah. Cleveland. AKA Cleveland Cleveland was home. A.k.a. LAL? Yeah, I'm so- no, 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 Cheer, 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 cheer. See, you nah, always got to find a way. You always got to find a way to come into the segment. Look, I just think that has something to do with his decisions, is all I'm saying. I think he was trying to build his legacy, and that had something to do with him going to L.A., Okay. Because I think, like I That's said, fair. like I've said in many of our recent podcasts and episodes, when we were talking about the whole, oh, where is LeBron going last season? I said that he had much better options for winning championships than going to L.A. But in terms of right. legacy, L.A. was the place that he that he should have gone. So, right. you know what I mean? But yeah, but I, I think you're right. I think KD 
he, he he's like, yo, people keep saying I can't win chips. People keep saying I can't be the clutch guy. People keep saying I'm not going to be a finals MVP. I'm going to shut them up real quick. <laughs> and then do what I got to do somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Like, we'll, exactly. we'll, we'll see for sure. We'll see for sure. Though. But all right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and swing topics. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, we can get Carson and Shep to keep their topics, well, not their topics, but keep the college sports under 15 minutes this week. <laughs> Let's see if we we'll get some more them. miracles. Right, right, exactly. We, we, we having a good week so far, so we're going to try it out. College football and basketball coming your way next. Jimmy Butler finally gets his wish, and he has moved on to not only another team, but a perennial conference contender in the 76ers. Now, I'm, I'm a Knicks fan. So I'm a little hurt by this, you know, but it's not about me. It's about Jimmy Butler. And and you know what? I'm gonna let the fellas talk about this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna let it go because I'm still visibly upset. Why he have to get traded to my division? I hope he doesn't sign long term. Anyway, here we go. Jimmy Butler donning a Sixers jersey. Talk to him, fellas. He got traded to the city of brotherly love, brother. Philadelphia. Right, right, right. 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 Now, who who else is in that division? <laughs> the Knicks. Right. So, I don't care for the 76ers. Now, listen, I'm all for them trying to do whatever they need to do to win this year. Because there is no chance for even contending in anybody's playoffs this year. Now, <laughs> if Jimmy Butler signs long term, I hate the Timberwolves. They didn't have to trade him there. He didn't want to go to the 76ers. He wanted to go to Miami. He can go to Miami. There's no budding star in Miami. I was fine with that. I was fine with that. Why would he want to go to Miami, though? Like, Miami is another team that doesn't have any opportunity to really make a run this season. No, timeout. Mm-hmm. It sounded like Carson said they have a budding star. Who is their budding star in Miami? Yeah, yeah, you tell me. Hassan Whiteside? No, 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 no. He done butted. He needs to butt out. Hassan <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Whiteside right? was a star three seasons ago. Hold up. <laughs> yeah, right? That, that's about Should it. Should go back that's to playing at the YMCA. Exactly. You know, but if you think about it, though, he don't have nobody to facilitate the ball to him. That's worth it, damn. He don't got the team around him. Who? Hassan? Yeah. What, is Jimmy Butler going to do that? I mean, we see what – De- Listen, we've seen what DeMar DeRozan has done turn into the de facto point guard for the Spurs. But, I mean, that's also Greg Popovich. But that's neither here nor there. But, no, but, seriously. Go ahead. Also, go ahead. no DeRozan could do that, though, because DeRozan has staggered minutes at the point with Lowry. Mm, no, they didn't. They didn't stagger. They didn't stagger. No type of minutes with Lowry. They had Fred Van Fleet and and Delon Wright coming off the bench as point guards. They didn't do that. That was. I mean, it sounded good though. No, 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 no. Last season, but you have to remember, Van Fleet has only been there for a season. Delon Wright has only been there for two. No, Delon Wright has been there for like four, bro. Yeah, Delon, Delon, Delon Wright has been in Toronto for a group. He's been there like three years. He was, he was. Oh my team. God, one number all. I want to say three is the right number. I want to say two years and three years. They're definitely like one year apart. Yeah, y'all, y'all some stickers because at first, at first it was, oh, he ain't been there that long. 
he only been there such and such. Now all of a sudden, he's been there. Like you said, you said one year, one year. What's the difference? <laughs> what, I was one year, year off, one year wait, off. Time out, time out. What season is this? Three. 20, 2018 going to 2019? This is season four. Run me my money, fellas. This is season three. It's yeah. season four. He came into the league 2015. So, so 15, 16, 16, 17, 17, 18, 18, 19. Four seasons. Mm-hmm. But this is his fourth season. Meaning that either last- way, either way, four seasons. Four seasons. I was right. I was right. I was right. I was right. You know Four. You know, I'm going to mute myself. Thank you. Mute yourself. Anyway, that's not the topic. The topic at hand is brotherly love. Philly became, I think, the front. No, no. Let me correct myself. They have the potential to be the front runners of the Eastern Conference for sure. Now they are. Um, no, they're not. Um, Toronto. Who, who's beating them? Toronto. Toronto. Toronto has not only a top five first unit. They have the best second unit. Some teams don't have that luxury. Like, Toronto could sub out their whole five and still build a well-surmountable lead against your starting lineup. Like, yeah. Just ask the Lakers about it. Ask any team so far about it. When the Lake, when the, the Raptors bring in their second unit, you almost forget they have Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry on the bench. You almost forget, no lie. I've watched them the last three, four times they've been on national television. Or they played the Knicks and they played on national television twice. And the way they can take over a game with their second unit – I haven't seen in forever. Because even the Warriors have to stagger their starters with their bench for their bench to be productive. Well, no, let me correct that. Let me correct that. When Iguodala got old, they needed to stagger more stars into their bench unit. But the Toronto Raptors, they're they're scary. They can play so many different ways and and so many different styles. It just reminds me of, I want to say, kind of reminds me of the Warriors in a sense. But I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I do like what the 76ers did, but Mo, tell me why you think the 76ers should be the front runners. I don't. So I'm not going to talk about it. Thank you, Carson. So what do you? Why do you think? They should be the front runners because they just upgraded. They got probably they got a top ten player on a team that was already. That top was already good. Top fifteen. Top fifteen. Don't be disrespectful. Top fifteen. Top ten player. Top fifteen. Top ten. I'm sticking. You, you can have your opinion. I'm sticking with top ten. I'm sticking to the facts. Top fifteen. Go ahead. Regardless. Anyway, they upgraded. They got one of the best players in the league on a team. There we go. Already. Much better. I'm still saying top ten. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, I mean, and, and they they are a team that that a lot of people thought that they were going to make a push for the finals last year. Mm-hmm. in the league on that team already. Although they albeit they they do lose a couple of key role players on the team, but I mean I think Jimmy Butler's gonna more than compensate for a couple role players. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. Listen, I love it. I love what they did as a right, so, as a sportsman. What what Mo? I got upset with what he just done said. Um I think they lost way too many pieces. I mean, Jimmy Butler is, is they lost two player. people. I don't think they lost too many pieces, bro. I'm, I'm in the middle now. Yeah, I was going to say, they only lost two people. I was like, yeah, you, you, you lose two role I mean, players and a superstar. Two, I'll give you that. More than compensate for two role players. Let me put it like this. Um, I think Dario Saric, at best, is going to be what Nikolai Miritich is what uh, he is to the Pelicans. 
I think that's that's his ceiling. Um, Robert Covington, I think he's never going to be more. I think he's really a taller Danny Green. Um, that's that's literally in essence that's his ceiling. He doesn't break anyone off the dribble. He doesn't post up. He's literally uh, an excellent three and D player. He's not Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton can shoot from everywhere on the court, so you can't be Chris Middleton. Um, and it's what the Timberwolves got for what they, you know, the situation they were in. A disgruntled uh, star and a disgruntled free agent to be. You know, you can't, you, you can't ask for too much for someone who's not even guaranteed to sign with the team. You know, you just can't. That I'll give you. But I wanted to throw two other trades at two other trades your way that were considered apparently, but didn't go through. And I think they would have been better, te- better trades. Actually, I don't want to say necessarily for the Timberwolves, the first one, mm. but it would have been a better trade for the Sixers. Me personally, I don't know. Only because Jimmy Butler isn't signed past this season, I would say it might not work. But with the whole Markel Fultz thing situation that's going on, I would have rather tried to get rid of him. Yeah, me too. Definitely. Because you don't know what's going on there. If you've seen the yips that he had in his free throws last night, I mean, or the, or the night before, you definitely wouldn't want to be paying him past his rookie contract. Because I don't know. I feel like every time I see Markel Fultz on the court, he has a different jump shot, and I don't know why. <laughs> like, I'm like, bro. And just getting paid millions for it. Millions. Man, paid millions to figure it out. Can you blame him? Can you be mad at that, though? I'm not mad at him. I'm just mad at uh, – yeah, don't hate the play, hate the game. But, I listen, I hate both. I hate both because that's crazy. I think, like, the Wolves, if you, trade, if you trade him to the Wolves or Jimmy Butler, one, you already put yourself in the co- – I think they're in better standing for the conversation with the Raptors mm-hmm. because you keep Covington, the 3 and D guy, and Sarich. Or you could get rid of Sarich, too. But I think Covington was the real piece that, that they lost. <laughs> I think Covington did a great job playing defense on some of the better players in the playoffs last season and is one of the main pieces that helped the 76ers kind of coast through the playoffs up until they got to the Celtics last season. Granted, his shooting wasn't great when they got to the Celtics, but that's because the Celtics were the best defensive team in the league last season. That being said, I I think it would have been better for both teams. Actually, yeah, it would have been better for both teams because you get Fultz going to the Timberwolves. He could have tried to figure it out there. They're obviously not going to be competing for any type of Western Conference championship this season. Mm. So I just I just don't see why getting a player who's a former first-round pick who still has, what, two seasons, three seasons on his contract, they could have figured that out. And if that didn't work, they could have tried to move him some, for some more valuable pieces. And then I just think that, that would have been a better trade. The other trade that I want to get you guys' opinion on that apparently got turned down was a player for player, Bradley Beal for Jimmy Butler. Hell no. Hell no. Hell, hell no. Hell no. I'm going to tell you why right now. You're going to trade, you're going to trade a cancer for non-cancer. You're going to bring more uh, – what's the word? You're going to bring more animosity to the Wizards right now with Jimmy Butler and his diva status? No thanks. No thanks. That man said demon status. I think, <laughs> I'm weak. I'm, 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 oh, go go ahead. Sorry, go ahead, Carson. What were you saying? I'm just laughing. He told some Jimmy Butler's demon status. Dang, that's what, that's how you feel about the man. Nah, nah. I said diva. I, I ain't oh, calling him demon. Yeah, demon yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, nah. He ain't that bad. He ain't that bad now. <laughs> he just wanted to get the hell out of Minnesota. I don't blame Jimmy. It's cold. It's cold season. I wouldn't want to spend 
another winter in Minnesota if I wasn't either. Shout out to Naomi Gray, who actually lives there now and who is experiencing Minnesota firsthand. She's going to be the next one who won out. <laughs> that Philly weather ain't much better. But What'd you say? That Philly weather ain't much better. I mean, listen, it's not, it's not negative degrees. Thank you. Oh, that's, that's weather up there, definitely. Minnesota, they lakes freeze over for, for five for five months. But I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut y'all off. But I, I don't understand why Jimmy Butler gets such like he he's asked out of two bad situations where both teams cut. Actually, I, he didn't even ask out of Chicago. They just got rid of him. Nah, he he asked out. Uh, well, either way, I think it was obvious that both teams didn't want him. I mean, if you go on the Timberwolves like social media sites. They've been throwing shade at him since they got rid of him. <laughs> so it's like you could tell that it was just it was just a bad situation. He didn't want to be with those teams because he wanted to be with teams where they were going to compete and win. And I think the Washington Wizards need that shakeup in order to be that team. I don't think the Wizards – we had this talk last week. The Wizards are in dysfunction, yes. But we also said that the Wizards aren't a bad team. They're just in dysfunction. They need a shakeup. So if you bring somebody like Jimmy Butler in who's going to bring the defense of that team up, a full tier. I, I believe Jimmy Butler is one of those players because he is such a good starting – because he can provide you offense, but he's such a great defender. When he starts, he can give your team a boost on the defensive end immensely. Like, I, I think he, he really brings your team defense up a notch. Then That's you get – Bradley the Wizards were such a good fit. Mm-hmm. Huh? No, go ahead. I'm, I'm commenting underneath your comment. Yeah, whatever. But – and then you got Bradley Beal going to Minnesota, and I think that would have helped that situation out because obviously you get the toxic Jimmy Butler that you said out of that area, out of that arena. And then Bradley Beal is a player who is going to give you the same points output that Jimmy Butler was a go- was going to give you, but he doesn't need the ball as much, so he's going to be. What's the word I'm looking for? He's, he's, he's more of a catch-and-shoot player, so he can find his offense in that system a little bit better with Cat and Teague and Rose and Wiggins. Yeah, no. Yeah. You don't believe it? I hear you, but no. No, listen. I Shout out to Philly. You did what you had to do. Um, I think Philly realizes that, uh, one, Kawhi Leonard is not a guarantee to sign this year. Uh, so I think now would be a good time to go after it, just in case. You know, you do have to deal with the Kawhi Leonard with one more year with the Raptors. Um, that that'd be That'd be real dangerous for a lot of teams. If that happens, um, and they went and got a you know a wing stopper, so Ben Simmons, your best point guard, doesn't have to go out and guard the other team's best player, as well as you know score against the other team's best defender. I think they did did real well with that. They brought in another above average shooter, and all in all, you know even though I'm a Knicks fan, you know I'm, I'm proud of Philly. They they made the necessary move that they had to make in order to be great. And with that. I, we gonna, so we let me ask a question real quick. You always got something. Listen, whenever I well, say what I just said, so you're right. All right, cool. Fair enough. You're right. I did say that. Go ahead, man. You got the floor. <laughs> I just, I just want to know. I just want to know because you said that the Wizards are not better than the Raptors, which we both agree on. But where do you have them in the conference? Who the Wizards? I mean, not the Wizards. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The 76ers. I apologize. I got. I still got Bradley Beal on the break. Man, you was about to get sparked. I'm like, I don't have the Wizards better than the Knicks right now. You, you can't. Um, you can't mute me. <laughs> nah. 
Um, I got I got the 76ers. I'm gonna say they I'm gonna say number two. They're above the wall. Um, yes, yes, and I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a quick synopsis as to why Mike Budenholzer. Everyone knows he's an excellent regular season coach, but with the Hawks, he could never get them over the hump, and that's that's why I'm sticking to my gut. That's gonna be the same problem in Milwaukee. Milwaukee has no playoff veterans. Someone who's battle tested on that roster to get them past, I think, Toronto in the second round. But, but yeah, that's what I have to say about that. So can I can I end this segment or you got something else to say? To, to come? Wanna do to be perfectly honest. I'm gonna keep talking about it when you hang up. We'll give him a chance. No, I sound good. I sound good. But listen, now with that, we are going to ease our way into college sports. You feel me? College sports has arrived. Oh, and you already know who lead the way with that. Our good man Chef, our good man Carson. It's coming your way. All right, so once again, me being a well-documented UNC fan, it's, it's not hard for me to admit the truth. Uh, it, it's not at all. And I'm here to tell you guys I am very scared of the Duke Blue Devils. Um, my Tar Heels have always played good against Duke, no matter you know the talent on their team. But this is different. They have talent and chemistry. And I can't remember the last time I've actually had to say that about a Duke team. I think it was back when Tyus and Julio were playing, and I think they won a championship. But anyway... Here goes the crew and uh, myself talking about not only Duke and their possible dominance this upcoming year, but how in the world Alabama shut out the number four team in the country. We're going to get into that coming this way. It's college sports time, ladies and gentlemen. It's college sports time. And with that being eloquently said, I need you guys to recap the good people out there about what might have happened this past weekend in college football? Well, if you don't mind me going first, Carson, I just really got to say one thing, and I got to ask your opinion on good old Bobby P in Louisville getting fired. You see that one coming or what? Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say I saw it coming, but I'm not surprised by it. I mean, they look absolutely horrible. And then I, I think it was coming before um, – I think uh, Lamar Jackson kind of, kind of kept him afloat for a while, and then after they saw he left, he was the most dynamic player in college football. They actually saw what he was doing. So, and they yeah. got, they got a clear view of his production without Lamar Jackson. So, uh, like I said, I wasn't surprised, but I I didn't see it coming. That's fair. Right on. Besides, so we got glad you met. Wait, 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 wait real. Ooh, I almost said it, Mo. I almost said it. Uh, to butt in, to butt in real uh, I'm glad you brought up Lamar Jackson because uh, Joe Flacco's questionable with a hip. I think the Ravens should just go ahead and start the future. <laughs> with, uh, I, mean, I, I think so, too. I mean, you know, I got a Lamar Jackson jersey already. So, I mean, I'm excited. I mean, he brings oh, a element to the game that Flacco does. So, uh, I, just, I just don't think he's quite ready yet. But, I mean, what's – it, game time, like game, actual real game experience is the best teacher. So I don't want to hear that because I I was an advocate for Sam Darnold not playing this past weekend, and as you can see, it really didn't matter. But anyway, back to college sports. 
I was gonna say I don't want to hear that either because Eli Manning has the most consecutive starts out of any quarterback. And this man is why do you always find <laughs> a way to bring up Eli and Eli is so passing relevant? Go ahead, fellas. Go ahead, fellas. Yeah. yeah, you can't spell mesothelioma without Eli. So <laughs> this guy here, bro, he'll always find a way to just be like, leave you like what? Oh, Yo, but. I, I had faith in Boston College after listening to you last uh, last week, Carson. I really did. But can you tell me what happened with that? 27-7, to 7, Boston College getting shellacked by Clemson? I mean, shit, Clemson just did good. <laughs> 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 That's the same thing we said about Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> he said in layman's Alabama, terms, I believe they call Alabama. that a shellacking. Alabama is tier one and LSU is tier two. Just like Clemson is tier one and BC is tier two. Yeah, Speaking of Alabama, two SEC opponents to zero points in back-to-back weeks. Uh, let's talk about impressive on that. But guess what? It's Bama, so nobody cares. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. Hey, <laughs> did you see the uh, Tennessee-Kentucky game? No, I didn't. I personally I but that was kind of wild as well with that scoreline. Kentucky, man, you really ain't that good. Stop your running back. That's all That's all you need. I mean, yeah, I think they kind of really followed the recipe that Georgia laid out for them uh, the week before. Um, if you if you contain Benny Snell, then you have a great chance to win the game against Kentucky. I mean, but I, I, I saw a stat line like Kentucky has won like one game in Neyland since, like, 1984. So, I mean, it's, it's always hard for them to come into Neyland and win. So, I, I was confident on that on that end. But, I mean, I just credit to Jeremy, Jeremy Pruitt's preparation. Jeremy Pruitt, I feel like he's the right fit for us. And given the amount of time, given enough time, I mean, he might have the uh, contenders in the SEC again. So, I'm definitely excited to see what he's got in store for us. Can Absolutely. In my oh, what? Yeah. What do you want to talk about? Let's hear about this. No, I just really wanted to talk about the the irony with all these uh, Tinos at Louisville. You got Rick Pitino, Bobby Petrino. Like, do they only hire mm. Italians at Louisville? I'm I'm confused. I thought this That's was what saying, right? I'm like I don't, I don't get it. Sorry, relevant fact. Go ahead. Well, that's kind of crazy. You're right. But I was trying to say is basically how, dis- how disappointed I was in the lack of competition between Ohio State and Michigan State. Uh, that's kind of – I don't know. Like, I, I was expecting way a lot more. I was expecting to be that much more of a battle. But is Ohio State that much better than Michigan State in your eyes, Carson? I think so. Um, I, I honestly saw the game going that way. And I was upset with myself because I was doing a parlay card, and I was actually, I was actually one team off from winning five hundred dollars, and I'm, I'm kind of salty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of salty because I was going to take Ohio State against them, but I just when I was making the picks, I was like, ah, I don't know. I was kind of skeptical. As well as I wanted to take Tennessee against Kentucky, I think they were giving us like six or seven. So I was, I, I shot myself in the foot on that. But yeah, I think Ohio State's that much better than them. Absolutely, and I'm going in for my locks for next week. <laughs> Here's my number one. If anybody wants to throw down on the spread, number one Alabama versus Citadel. What oh my <laughs> God. versus Sweets? Citadel. 63 <laughs> Presbyterian? 
<laughs> it's a 51 point spread, so I'm going to say they're going to hit the over. <laughs> uh, but for real though, I think my big game of the week is definitely going to be Notre Dame versus Syracuse, and I honestly feel like Syracuse might come out on top on this one. No, I feel like they're playing for sure. They're playing very good football, and people need to finally understand that the Irish aren't that great. And when it comes down to it, the only reason they hold the number three spot, I get it that they're undefeated, but the only reason they're ever ranked all the time is because it's Notre Dame, and that's the only reason. And they're not that good of a football team. And I feel like when it comes down to to playoff time, they're going to falter. Dang, tell us how you really feel. Yeah, right? They're fighting Irish that good. They're terrible. For your soul. Those were fighting Irish. Honestly, I think Notre Dame is is good. I think they're a good football team. I think they're a good program. They have a rich tradition. Um, I just went too hard there. I'm sorry. I, I take back half of what I said. Yeah, I mean, that sounded like, that sounded like uh, some daddy issues you got going on. <laughs> I hurt my own feelings. Hey, man. I, I like how he said he takes back half of what he said, yes, but he didn't yes. specify which half. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like half of what he said. You figure it out. Figure it out. Whatever half you want to take out, that's the right half. He's like, just cut it in half. I only need about half of that. Yeah, just, it's, it's only half wrong. I mean, but like I said, like I was saying, I do think they're a really good team. Um, I I just I don't think they're good enough to beat Alabama, but I think they're still a good team. But absolutely, you have any games you're looking at? There's not really many. I, I'm curious to see what Tennessee looks like against Missouri um, this week. We're hosting Missouri, and they're giving us like six or seven points. So I'm kind of curious to see how that game goes. I mean. Generally, our, our games kind of go back and forth from Missouri. I think they beat the hell out of us last year, though. Um, <laughs> but they're usually pretty tight and pretty competitive. So that and it's only two two games, two other games I'm looking for looking forward to. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Brock Purdy again against Texas at Ohio at Iowa State, and I'm looking to see if UCF can stay undefeated against Cincinnati. No, Cincinnati, come on, Bearcats. Come on, Bearcats. Do what you got to do, Bearcats. <laughs> I mean, I think yeah, it'd be a good one. Wow, wow. See, we're taking it way back. I think Central Florida wins this game, though. I don't want them to win. I want them to lose. I don't want any Florida team to succeed unless it's Miami. The only, only Florida team we acknowledge is the, is the U. Bring on Bama. Well, what about the Seminoles? The Seminoles. Nah, nah. The Seminoles. Oh, what happened to that program? They haven't been relevant since their quarterback was stealing cra- crab legs from the store. Oh, I know, man. but that, that, that's my daddy's favorite team, so I had to shout him out. Papa, I love you. All right. Move with that. With hey, that guys, supposed to be shouting out parents on this show. That's not your thing. I was just about to say, I feel like that was a, a shot at Shep because Carson said something about daddy issues. I feel like Mo took a, a took a chance there and just wanted to shout out his parents. But you know what, Mo? That was hey, man. The light is on the wall. All you got to do is read it. Mama. Look at this guy. Man. You out of control. I like it. I like it. But with that, fellas, we're not going to continue this conversation much longer on the NCAA topic. We're going to move on to our next one. Stay tuned to get live with the crew. Bad boys, bad boys. What you going to do? What you going to do when we come for you? Hey. <laughs> Yo, you guys remember that part in Bad Boys where they were always had to sing the theme song, like to close out the movie, and they never knew the words? 
that's that's me and Mo. I'm Will Smith, Moe's Martin Lawrence. <laughs> but you know, it's crazy. All right, it's not important. Anyway, so this next segment is called Bad Boys, obviously, by the horrible singing of mine. Um, and it's pretty much about who's your favorite guy in sports that just, you know, stuck it to the other team. But, you know, he was normally a, a fan favorite if he was on your team. And it was normally the biggest A-word if you were playing against them. So this segment is shout out. To all the bad boys out there, past, present, and I guess the immediate future, <laughs> check it out. All right, fellas. So way back, back in like 1980-something, right, mm-hmm. there was a team by the name of the Bad Boy Pistons. And everyone was not necessarily scared, but the Pistons would put a licking on you if they felt it was necessary, which was every time they took the floor. That's all I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Necessary was every single time. Now, with that being said, we live in a very soft, sensitive society nowadays where it's almost frowned upon to even not want to shake the other team's hand. You know, and people have gone on record saying, you know, very vulgar things about players like Draymond Green, Manny Machado, um, and the the list is very uh, the guys. But even, I think, to a certain degree, even Draymond Green wouldn't be labeled as a tough guy back then. But anyway, I just want to go around and ask you guys, not only who's your favorite bad guy of all time, but why is it necessary to have that guy or guys on your team? I'm going to start with Shep because I feel like he's going to have an interesting perspective on it. You know what I'm saying? So go ahead well, and bless, bless the mic. Well, if we want to go back in time to the 1970s and we want to talk about the 1970s Philadelphia Flyers – the teams that used to play against them used to not even want to show up. They were called the Broad Street Bullies for a reason. They lived and died on how they were going to beat the hell out of the team that they were playing against. And my personal favorite guy of all time is about a guy by the name of Derek Bugard, who had some of the best one-punch knockouts in NHL history. And <laughs> he's the man. He played for the Rangers and the, the Wild and stuff. But – the role of the enforcer and the bad guy was so huge and such a necessity. And it's almost to the point today where it's an absolute unnecessary, unnecessary thing. Like people are losing jobs because that aspect of the game is so unnecessary. And it's just crazy how the world's evolutionized from the broad street bullies to the seventies to eight or nine enforcers in the entire league left. So it's totally died down, and I think it's honestly it, – it, I, I don't like the way it's going. I don't know how you guys feel in your perspectives of the whole thing. I mean – I don't – no, 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 I'm talking. I'm talking. <laughs> no, y'all but – um, Y'all taking this no-mute thing to the extreme extreme disrespects. <laughs> <laughs> All disrespect. Um, nah, I, I see what you're saying, but I like – I don't think that – the bad boy stigma is just it's I don't think it's necessary anymore. Like like me personally, my favorite bad boy player is gonna be Lawrence Taylor and it's always gonna be Lawrence Taylor. Just because he was vicious, he was a menace, he, he was an absolute dominant player and he used his aggression. I wanna say like even though he was more aggressive than he needed to be, he always used his aggression to make the play. He never really went outside of what I mean, now some of the stuff, some of the tactics he had would be considered dirty, but he didn't really go outside of what his game well, was in order to hurt people. Like, 
And then there's people like Bill Romanowski who is really trying to hurt people. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, people like Alex Karras who are really like, they're just out here mental. They're just trying to hurt people. Right. That's literally their only but, objective is to hurt people. Exactly. But that being said, like, I think, honestly, I want to say the change came. And I really don't want to blame this on just these two teams. But I have to kind of point my blame towards the Golden State Warriors. No, bro, no. Oh, okay. It's it's the Malice in the Palace, Pacers and Pistons. And you gonna, you gonna blame the, the Pistons on this? And, and the Bounty Gate Saints. I feel like those were the two major. No, what I'm looking for. The, those were the two major things in sports where it now became frowned upon to have a bad boy demeanor. Like, now, after those things, like, before that, with Ron Artest, like, you look at that game, the, the Malice in the Palace, Ron Artest, Ben Wallace, those were the bad boys of that time. They were the ones who were like, if you come in my paint, you're going to feel it, <laughs> whether right, you make right. the shot or not. Right. And then you have, and then going the other way, you have Bounty Gate with the Saints and Sean Payton, and all that really did was let people know that, oh, maybe the sport of football is more aggressive than it needs to be. Like, we, everybody before that was saying, well, it's football. You're going to get hit. But mm. it doesn't need to be as aggressive as it was. And people were realizing that there were coaches out there making it more dangerous and more aggressive than it had to be. Right. So I think, like, those two things really put a negative connotation on the bad boy stigma. And now if you have anybody coming into your league who is willing to get dirty in the paint or – you know, make sure that somebody is going to the ground, make sure they're finishing their tackles all the way through and driving people through the ground. Now you have those people and you're like, well, I could draft him and he will help the team. But at the same time, he's going to get us penalties. He's going to get us flags and he's probably going to get suspended or worse. He's just not going to be good for the team and we're not going to be able to hold him. And he's, his value is going to go down. It's just mm-hmm. all those different factors come into the mix now. Right. Okay, that's fair. But all right, well, Carson, who who's your peoples? Who who you guys bad bad guy of the of the of the century? LeBron James. I'm taking Dennis Rodman. I mean, mm-hmm. any any get any night that you were going up against Dennis Rodman, you got butterflies because you because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you know Dennis Rodman gonna lay that ham on you. Oh yeah, somebody trying to touch the butt too. Hey, he gonna hey what's that? What's the Super Smash Brothers hammer? My man had, used to get. Freaking um oh man, I know who you're talking about, but I, I can't think of the name. <laughs> you get that? It's like that thing drop up by the sky. You get it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The hammer going stupid. Everybody on the board. Hey man, he gonna he gonna light you up. So I mean, he gonna bruise you. And and, I, and a lot of people don't really take this element in consideration. Once you get bumped and bruised around, your stamina is gonna start to decrease. Oh yeah, so oh, yeah. I mean, towards the end of the game, fatigue done set in. You got your big man; he's he's kind of lethargic, and you get the guy get dry guys driving right past him to the lane. I mean, That's... he he's not in. All of a sudden, he doesn't have the pep and the energy to go for the Jamel McGee, Tyson Chandler blocks as we saw the other night. You getting bumped and bruised all game long. Yeah, yeah, very true. I also like the uh also like using the Lakers as the examples. That's no, always good. No, That's no, always no, good. No, 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 it's yeah. not. No, it's, not. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. But uh um, you can do that 
hey, as much as you can do that, do that. <laughs> what I was gonna say is, it, it, it either had to be him or Bill Lambier. Okay. Bill Lambier. Okay. I hated Bill Lambier. I think. I think everybody did. <laughs> I think, yeah. Right. Every everyone disliked that man with a passion of a thousand burning. At least you didn't like Dennis Rodman um, somehow. <laughs> right. Um. Listen, I'm gonna go. I think. I think I kind of was gonna use Rodman at first. But, but now um, he said it right. As far as as far as bad guy goes, one of them I'm definitely got to pick Gary Payton. Cause like I feel like Gary Payton, Gary Payton was a bad guy in a sense where he didn't take no bullshit. You know what I'm saying? It was it was he, he didn't care. It was I, I like, guess if you look at it like that, yeah. But as far as like legitimate, like everyone is gonna hate me type of thing, huh. Huh. Charles Barkley, <laughs> come on, <laughs> Chuck. Everyone hated Chuck. Everyone and their mama hated Chuck. Chuck was and Chuck great. was six. Chuck was six foot four. This man took down Shaq. He was six five. He's he's the only person I know who was that small that picked up Shaq and put him down on the ground. Like Chuck, Chuck didn't care. He still don't care. Boy, did you see that one when they got in that one fight? I think they fought twice, but the one fight when Shaq swung and missed. Yep. Boy, he, mm-hmm. boy, thank the Lord he didn't connect that. Boy, that would have been bad. Boy, that would have that, that was prime Shaq. Charles Barkley. That, that was that was prime Shaq. Charles Barkley. I want you guys to look up a guy named Matthew Barnaby, an NHL player, and tell me how much better, how much worse that guy is. Because I should have said him because he was a real piece of work. That guy. He, there was this one time he was getting into a fight and he was getting his ass whipped, and he looked away and then he started laughing at the guy. Oh no! Nah. Oh no! Nah. You a sick, twisted individual. I can't fight you. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm really surprised that nobody said my boy Zaza Pachulia. He Yo, won the Warriors. Get off the phone. Oh, get off man. anchor. Get off anchor. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got, I got, I got one more though. I got, a, I, I got a serious one. I got a serious one though. What about Zinedine Zidane? You're right. Zidane. Yo, Zidane is always good. For like a headline, <laughs> like he's good. He's good for some news. He was always good for some news. Everybody, well, they didn't love the name. But Mo calling out the soccer guy. Like, I think what? I think it's just his name. I think that's why Mo wanted to pulled about like, my behind. Now, I remember the headbutt. <laughs> Everybody, what's the headbutt that just went? He was like, no, no, no. I just remember the headbutt. But now I feel like there was somebody else for bad guy that I wanted to say, but I can't think of their name, and I forgot what sport I was using. But it was somebody that was like real prominent. Who the hell was I thinking of? I don't. But Deion Sanders. <laughs> good thing that. Uh, good thing the truck didn't grab me because I would have. I would have asked for so much money they had to put me on layaway. Deion Sanders. Be- between oh, him. Sanders. Between him, I think Terrell Owens. I think Terrell Owens was just disrespectful. I think that's what it was. And. Um, but, His magazine. Yeah, you know what? I made a mistake. I should have clarified like the like the the qualifications for a bad guy because I feel like there's so many guys that people just didn't like. But I don't feel like they Man, were like, bad people. What, who are they bad guys? Like like a bad guy? Like this this is one bad guy that I thought Shep was gonna go for. Dave Williams. <laughs> mm. Mm. Do you remember Dave Tiger Williams, Shep? Mm. Wait, what's what did you say? You said Dave, Dave Williams. Tiger Williams. Tiger Williams. I don't. Played it, at, bro. All right, so Tiger Williams holds the record for most time spent in the penalty box in the NHL. 
And oh, that yeah, that's why I hold the record. Tomorrow, he is like care about him. a full, like, 500 minutes in front of the person behind him. Like, this guy, like, he had no problem. He was like, yo, like, I live in the box, so you can meet me here or meet me there. It don't matter. <laughs> he was on the fourth line. I think the reason it skates over everybody's mind is how insignificant of a player he was. <laughs> that no, like, it's not an offense to the, anything that he did, but it's just, like, there's so many better enforcers that are actually a quality player to the game in the sense of protecting their star player and not just being an ass beater. But that's what I mean. what like, like, in terms of bad boys, like, he didn't really do that. He didn't do that much. He just, he just came to this dice, and he was like, yes, I'm here. What's good? <laughs> like, he was um he was one of the he wasn't one of the Basham brothers. He was like I don't know. He was uh what's that? What's the one of the dudes from Mighty Ducks that always got in trouble? But he wasn't one of the Basham oh, brothers. Man. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. So he was him. I think that's who Dave Tiger Williams reminds us of. But I yeah yeah. He was like those brothers from Slapshot. He's like you go to the box, you feel some shame, and you get over it. It's fine. See, Mo with Mo with the golden movie quotes, <laughs> but with that man, we gonna we gonna jump over to you know I think it's kind of ironic. We should go into brotherly love and Jimmy Butler. I think I think we should do that. Yeah, yeah, let's let's do that. All right, Mo Dog, Mo Guns, Mo Bizzle, Mo Dollars. We done had another good show, bro. Hey, another hey, good. We have a fan. Fantastic show. Fantastic show. My bad. Listen all that you do, brother. You know what I'm saying? Be humble. Uh, I feel you. I feel you. you shut up, shut humble. up and be humble. Oh wait, no, sit down. Sit down and be humble. Why do I keep messing that up? <laughs> I don't know. I'll I'll get it together. But since since it's just us two, and we're really pretty much the closest thing to active as far as our social media goes. Mo's gonna throw out his his wonderful handle and then I'm gonna be right behind him. So Mo Dog, do us the pleasure, brother, in closing us out. Anyway, so you know what it is. The Instagram is Showtime underscore Mo Reckless. All right. M O E. The three is an E. The E is a uh, Nah. Hey, hey. Wait. It's the N O T O R I O U S M O E. That's Mo. Mo. But I'm Mo Clever, you dig? And you can follow me at 317th underscore on the good old Instagram. Um, and then on Twitter, stat underscore GL until further notice. And listen, real quick, lady, you know what I'm saying? You know, Thanksgiving next week, and you know, I'm doing my whole little Renabay services. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll come to your crib. Just let me know what color we wear in advance. I got oh, yeah. heartfelt stories. I got the packages <laughs> on deck. You know hey, what I'm saying? You say it's holiday season? Is that what you say? Holiday season. You heard. You saying, saying rent a ho ho ho? Is that what you say? Rent a rent a rent a. Well, hold up, bro. I ain't no ho, brother. You know what I'm oh, saying? I ain't no escorted that rent type. A, rent a bro, bro, bro. Bye bye. Yeah, rent a, Yeah, there you go, bro. Nah, <laughs> not even. A, you know what? We'll, we'll work all that out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. But thank y'all for tuning in to get live with the group. We see y'all next week. Stay live. Stay out of trouble, and everyone have a happy and blessed Thanksgiving holiday. Peace.